0: Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we
1: played Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo 64. Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire is the story of everybody's favorite smug, sarcastic, money-hungry smuggler from the original Star Wars trilogy. You know who I'm talking about. It's Chewbacca's good buddy, Dash
0: Rendar. Now, here's the thing. What do you mean money-hungry? What in this video game indicates that Dash Rendar was money-hungry?
1: Okay, Dan, here's what you need to know about Shadows of the Empire. It's not just a video game.
0: No, it's real It's a life.
1: multimedia oh. <laughs> experience that's, with, that's a, with a novel and a junior novel and a comic book series and a soundtrack and <laughs> Wait, it's got us, figures. What?
0: This video game is a soundtrack?
1: Like, yeah, it's got all this stuff. And so I didn't just play the video game today, Dan. I you read oh. the trade paperback series of like six comic books. <laughs> and Dash Rendar is just Han Solo again <laughs> with short sleeves. <laughs> That's really their main difference. They both have a a freighter that looks pretty much the same. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I would say that the uh, what is it? It's not the Ebon Hawk. We're in we're in Kotor mode. What is the uh, the, the ship? Oh, the Outrider. We, the Outrider. The Outrider looks more like the Ebon Hawk than it does the which the, is the just Falcon. It's just
1: like a like a weird little variation on the Millennium Falcon. It's not, they're all, they're all pretty much the same. Yeah. When you got something good, you just run with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, he's basically the same guy. They had to figure out, well, you know, we're, we're between movies and Han Solo is frozen in carbonite, but we need a character who is like, kind of like morally ambiguous. Is he in it because it's the right thing to do or because he just wants the payday and we need somebody who's gonna like be that kind of foil to to Luke Skywalker's like super clean, good guy. It's like Tony Stark to Captain America. You know, you got the clean cut guy, but you need somebody who's a little bit more morally ambiguous, who's like, you know,
0: who's there for the girls. So here's the thing. You read this Uh, graphic novel I did series of comic books whatever it is um none of that gets into the game really at all yes it does no no Oh, you mean like his personality yeah it's he just seems like he's a a smuggler who's like helping out the rebel alliance you're wrong Dan and then he sacrifices himself spoiler alert maybe perhaps taking down Skyhook after he fights in the Battle of Hoth, and then he's, man, like, you're getting, saving Luke Skywalker. Come on, man. You this think, is the thing. You really are like, this is, gosh, just a money-hungry yeah, smuggler. Yeah, even
1: in the game, even in the game, he saves Luke. Uh, Like, he does, you do the little swoop bike thing, and you yeah. save Luke, and you get a yeah. cutscene. and Luke's like, we got to go, we got to go get Princess Leia or whatever. Yeah. And he says, he says something like, I got to earn my payday.
0: Yeah, I got to earn my pay. What, what yeah. about that? He's only in it for the money. No, he even says no. not
1: because he wants to save Princess Leia. He's he's just Han Solo. Like he's no. gonna do the right thing, but
0: he's also gonna get paid. Now he's got to get that bread, Dan. Cloud from Final Fantasy VII is coming to mind because in that game, Cloud is is sort of like uh, I just want to get uh. all I all I, <laughs> I remember about what are you, about- are you right, what are you gonna pay me? I'm just. All I
1: remember about Cloud is that he, <laughs> he had amnesia and almost no personality. So, <laughs>
0: I'm not really sure if I see the parallels. But I've been saying like this, I, this character does not strike me as the same one. Like, what are you going to pay me? Like, what are you going to pay? It's that, like that, that no. was the
1: whole point of him. Like, they put him in there to be Han Solo because they couldn't Man. use Han Solo. Han Solo's in the opening cutscene. Yeah, but uh, he's like there in like the what's that? The preface, like the the prelude. You get him in, like, the little intro, and then the whole story, like, he's frozen in carbonite. <laughs> anyway, we should probably explain what this game is and how it came to be, because it's, it's a, an important thing that we're kind of getting into here. I think it's probably going to be some of your fun facts, maybe.
0: Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Okay, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> let's just see what you get, and I'll I'll fill in the gaps. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about this game until today, when I, I just dove headfirst into it. Now... I'm basically an expert, because I did about an hour of cursory research
0: (laughs) uh, in in
1: reading the comic, and then we've played the game for a while. Oh, man. Uh, I
0: read read some of the Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia, where our fun facts come from. Um, For me, I I had some experience as a kid uh, with this game. I never owned it. Me neither. Played it a little bit here and there. Um, Acquired it at some point in my career uh my career uh, collecting <laughs> collecting retro games where does this game go on your gaming <laughs> resume <laughs> don't remember when this one got added but um i played it a few years back and i was like this game is not good this is a, a bad game and then forever on discord it's been one of the these running things where it's like so many people like this game and i never liked it yeah And then I think for May the Force Be With You last year... Yeah, you streamed it on time. I actually streamed this entire thing, and I was like, okay, all right. Now that I forced myself through it, it's like, it's fine. So that's where I'm coming in today, is like playing through this game for the second time. Um, But anyways, uh, this is a game developed by LucasArts, and then the N64 version was published by Nintendo, but it was published by LucasArts on PC. Yeah. So, no surprises there. Nope. Uh, In North America, this game was released in December of 1996. In PAL regions, it was released in March of 1997. Uh, Japan, it was released in June of 1997. And then the PC version came out September of 1997 in North America, and the PAL PC version came out in February of 1998. Those are all dates. Those are all dates. Uh, this is the third top-selling N64 game of 1997 with over 1 million copies sold. And it was the, <laughs> the thir-
1: third 3rd highest-selling game of 1997 on yeah. N64. Wow. Uh, it was, no,
0: of 1997. Yeah. Not my, N64. I know, of, of 1997. Oh, wait. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It also says it was the third top-selling game of Christmas for 1996. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. What great heights it achieved? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, the game was originally planned to have 19 levels, but it has 10 in the final version.
1: Wow, that's, yeah, that's a lot less. <laughs> that's about, I would say, about half. <laughs> I'm not a math guy, <laughs> but
0: about half. <laughs> uh, and of course, Jordan, the final fun fact I have During development, LucasArts tested the game on a modified Super Nintendo controller with analog and a Z-trigger for maximal secrecy. The controller was concealed in a cardboard box where the developers could stick their hands inside.
1: Yeah, I love that. So this was one of the first N64 games they had to give them something to test it with, but they didn't want people to see. Because, I mean, the N64 controller was so different from anything else at that point, so they put it in a cardboard box but here's the <laughs> well, here's that.
0: the thing Jordan. Do you know did you see who designed this controller? No. Apparently or this this prototype or whatever. Uh, I think the Wikipedia said Konami designed this prototype. Wow. And loaned it out to Lucas or something so, it, so they could test this
1: game. It wasn't the 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 Trident that we've come to know and love. It was a it was a prototype. It, it was It was a
0: prototype of the Trident. It was a Super yeah. Nintendo controller with the analog and Z like yeah, but you went on have the had bottom or something. I want to see this controller. We should look up. We should well, try to find it.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be a picture of a cardboard box <laughs> with some holes in it. Yeah, but somebody's got to have this no, thing. No chance. Somebody has to. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We, yeah. I, I think your fun facts were missing something really important
0: here. Fun.
1: No, I mean, they were, they were fun. That last one was definitely fun. But I think, like, so there was the Shadows of the Empire Wikipedia page that's just, like, for the whole multimedia experience, and then there's also just the video game one. And when you read the the thing that's just for, like, the Shadows of the Empire uh, event, I guess is what you call it, there was some really interesting stuff on there. The fact that the idea was to create a story set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi... To explore all of the commercial possibilities of a, a full motion picture without actually making a movie. They're like, what if we like did everything that would go- normally go along with the movie, but we don't make the movie? Because this is in the 90s, obviously. Yeah. And the reason they did this, it was meant to reinvigorate interest in like the public uh, for the franchise, like Star Wars. Before they re-released the special editions into theaters, they were going to, you know, like in the 90s, George Lucas took the original versions and added all of this unnecessary CGI. uh And to get people excited to go to the theaters and pay for that, they're like, we're going to release the Shadows of the Empire thing. We're going to release a book and a a book for kids and comics and toys and a video game and all this stuff. As if there was like a whole movie, but there wasn't really a movie. It's just this thing like set in between two movies. And you couldn't really make a movie out of this because it's, It's really just kind of like an interlude. You know, there's some good stuff here, especially in the comics. They add all this like stuff with Boba Fett and these other bounty hunters. But I don't know if there's enough here for a movie. But the idea to like take all of this stuff and be really intentional about like releasing all this multimedia at once in order to reinvigorate popularity for Star Wars, I think is an interesting concept. So the the comic itself is not like very long. Uh, it was, like, if you take, like, the trade paperback, I think it was, like, 120-ish pages.
0: Okay. So you don't think it would make, like, a good Disney Plus series or something? You know, if if, if Disney were to take this material and adapt it to, into a show. No, I mean, like, here's the thing. You're <laughs> a pretty big Star Wars fan, right? Some uh, you, you could say
1: that. Yeah. Have you ever been like, man, I just really feel like I'm missing out on some important stuff that happened between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi?
0: Um... I mean, you got to understand, man. I'm a nerd. Like, I like the books. I like the stuff. So it's like, like I've always found it interesting when when I've dug into like, I don't know. I guess maybe. I mean, they did, they did maybe. that for the Clone Wars. They I don't took know if I've ever had that thought about between Empire and Jedi, but.
1: Clone Wars takes like 900 episodes worth of stuff and slams it in between two movies. So I guess you could do that for any of them, but. Yeah, after- but
0: to, to be fair, it's like a 20-year gap. It's like the end of episode three is Lucas born. <laughs> yeah. The beginning of episode four is Lucas like 18. But no, but the Clone so. Wars, doesn't the
1: Clone I don't know. I've never watched the TV. Show. I thought it happened like between two and three, all the Clone Wars.
0: Okay. So Clone Wars, yes. Rebels. Okay. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: So again, you got yes. Rebels and you got all this stuff. So I guess Star Wars Fair does enough. this where they Fair sneak enough. in all this stuff. Clone Wars is great though. You should watch I've it. I've heard that. You should watch it. I, I just, I yeah, I don't know. I've I've tried to watch it. I've started it like three times and I've just never there's too much of it. <laughs> and it's a it's a cartoon. Like I understand Says the Marvel
0: fan. I understand that, like adults
1: enjoy it, but like I it was de- it was made for kids, right?
0: It was it's one of those that you can watch it as an adult or no, a kid I, yeah, and still I understand enjoy that it. you
1: can watch it, but like who was the primary audience it was intended for?
0: It's a Star Wars show. You tell me. I'm, Star Wars is for everybody. Well, all right, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> I've just watched the first couple episodes a couple times, and I was like, I'm not really like getting that this is for me.
0: It takes me. A, it takes a, a little. I don't know. It gets, that's fair. That's
1: know. fair. My wife has a rule that you yeah, have to right. you have to watch seven episodes of a TV show before you give up on it, and that's that's a lot of episodes.
0: Although I think I've enjoyed Clone Wars basically from the very beginning. So, anyway,
1: I don't know. All that to say that this is a really unique thing for Star Wars that they yeah. tried, and it it had you know some success, um, but obviously not enough success because they didn't go and do this
0: more shadows of the jedi is that it? no they didn't okay. make shadows of never mind. i got what shadows you're saying of the empire you're no, saying uh, if they made been, another one gotcha it, yeah
1: i got you all right <laughs> all right with all that being said are we ready to move on to did, what the game does? did we well?
0: say anything
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, we said some fun facts when the game is made who is made by about why they made this which i think is important and that disney's
0: making a series are they No, (laughs)
1: okay. (laughs) Dude, I'm lost. All right, Let's let's move
0: on to what the game does well. Let's. All
1: right, Dan. I think that the first thing we have to say about this is that this game does a lot of different things. It does a lot of different things. And I was going (laughs) to explain all the different things it does, but we have been a podcast for almost four years now. And since almost the beginning, every single time I post something about Star Wars on social media, one of our our social media followers and now Discord member and I believe Patreon subscriber, uh, Retro Librarian Gamer... Reaches out and, and comments like when I'm like, "What's your favorite Star Wars game?" Every single time, for like going back four years now, he always comes out and says "Shadows of the Empire." So I was like, "I gotta, I gotta reach out to this guy and and get the get the lowdown scoop on this game." Yeah. And what he sent me basically explains what I was trying to explain, but it says it so much better. So I'm gonna read what he sent me here. This is the game does a lot of things, and this is how he describes okay, okay. it. Okay. You start off lassoing AT-ATs in the Battle of Hoth with a gameplay similar to Rogue Squadron. Then you're blasting Stormtroopers as Desh Rendar from a third-person perspective before shooting off in your ship, the Outrider, to take on TIE Fighters like an arcade space shooter. Finally, later in the game, you race through Tatooine on a swoop bike, trying to stop a biker gang from abducting Luke Skywalker. You can even use a JETPACK in all caps, he put JETPACK. This game felt fresh, fun, and truly showed a young Star Wars fan that the future of 3D gaming was here. Playing this game as a kid made me feel like I was part of the Star Wars universe. I still play through it every few years as an adult. For this gamer, Shadows of the Empire will always be worth it. Wow. There you go. The game does a lot. And it does, I mean, it takes you through that. Like, you have the the shooter, first first person and third person. You've got racing and dogfighting. It's an adventure game. It's kind of like a puzzle platformer at some
0: points. So the game does a lot of stuff. One of the things that I actually have written down, the game does well, is the gameplay variety. Yeah. It's pretty much exactly what you just said. You know, you start off and you're in the Battle of Hoth and then you're, like, running through Hoth base trying to escape and then, like, later on you're on you're uh, in your ship trying to blast down TIE fighters and then you're on Tatooine on swoop bikes and then you're, like, in the sewers <laughs> and, like... Swoop bikes, man. Yeah, the Video games bikes. love
1: swoop bikes for some <laughs> reason. I never um, even knew what a swoop bike was until I played Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic last year.
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 you said third and first but it's just two camera angles you can switch between third and first it's not just two camera angles (laughs)
1: this game has a plethora of camera angles you really only want first and third person cameras but for some reason you also have like this above view that's not quite isometric you have a cinematic camera that just changes (laughs) randomly Sometimes it'll be a close-up on your face. Sometimes it'll be like a, a <laughs> like a wide shot. Sometimes it'll be in front of you when you're running towards the camera. It's almost impossible to play in cinematic mode. <laughs> yeah, but you- I would love to see somebody, like, try to beat this on Twitch in just cinematic mode. <laughs> it would be a nightmare.
0: Cinematic camera is like, wait a minute. I, wh- what direction am I supposed to push? I'm running into the wall. I'm getting yeah. shot from around a corner now. Like, what is happening? And it's yeah. like, why? Like, why? The I- game...
1: That's not even it. The game even has, if you go into the options, there's an optional camera mode when you shoot the seeker missiles for you to have the first person view of the seeker missile. Yeah. Unfortunately, you also move your body while you're in that mode and I ran right off a cliff and died the first time I tried to use it. So I would not recommend. It doesn't come turned on automatically and I have no clue what the purpose of it is. (laughs) Except for maybe like long distance reconnaissance or something.
0: Yeah. As far as that, like, cinematic camera angle, I can understand if that would have been, like, a debug thing that they were putting in to, like, shoot trailer footage or something. Yeah. And they just forgot to take it out. Yeah. But it's just, like, it's one of the, as you're scrolling through the cameras, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, like, like, why is this here? It doesn't make any sense. Um, You're right. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, it, it yeah, I don't know.
1: It's funny, though.
0: It's I mean, the, it's not funny
1: when you want to quickly switch from first to third person or third to first and you have to scroll through all these other modes. It would have been nice if it was just third and first person. But I yeah. like that you have the option because I did not like the default third person mode, but I like that they gave you the option to have yeah. that first person mode.
0: Well, I played the uh, the game, whatever, a year ago, I think in third person mode. And then like for whatever reason, I was like, let me try this in first person because the third person is kind of um it's a little wonky a little little unpleasant with the camera it's n64 cameras but then in first person it's like oh this game is way better <laughs> in first yeah. person oh yeah it's a little weird because you can't see a gun and there's no reticle on the screen but yeah. it's like oh yeah this is a lot more it's just not dealing with the camera i think is all that it really is yeah or your giant character in the middle of the screen blocking you know what you're able to see but Um, Jordan, the next thing I have that the game does well, just Star Wars. Yeah. Just Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always a huge plus, right? We've played some Star Wars games that we didn't like, but this one, like if this wasn't a Star Wars game, it was just like a random third party anything. I don't know. It could just be a a game about a guy in space. Yeah. But the fact that it's Star Wars and you get these cutscenes with Luke and Leia and you have... Chewbacca, and, and there's Boba Fett, and all this, like,
0: the, the fact that it's just Star yeah, Wars, it makes it, it better. It's it's not even just like, oh, this is a licensed game. It's like, it feels like they got the Star Wars thing right in it. Yeah. Um, like, just the Battle of Hoth, and like, the levels that you're playing in, and the whole thing, it doesn't feel like they slapped the star wars license on something it really yeah. does feel like it was made for the star wars universe and so it just does all the 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 classic star wars things between you know just the, the soundtrack and the characters and the sand the, the yeah well we'll talk about the sand a little bit here <laughs> a little bit i hate i hate sand i know um, yeah especially <laughs> on your swoop bike it gets in it gets in the gears it's coarse it gets everywhere the people never mind um <laughs> Sand people. Yeah. Sand people. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. No,
1: but. <laughs> sand people make Dan giggle. It is what it is. It is what it
0: is. Well, you said, never mind. It's just, I don't know. I was quoting episode two, and then you don't, didn't seem to notice that I was quoting episode two. And no, then...
1: I mean, I've, I've probably watched it twice in my life. It's the worst Star Wars movie. By Didn't far. you
0: recently say I hate sand? Yeah, I just not did. on this episode. Yeah, it's a it's a
1: meme from the internet that I know about. It doesn't mean that I watched the movie recently enough okay. to get whatever like inside meta joke you were trying to make. Dan, you got to stick with like the top level memes with me when it comes to Episode Two. <laughs> <sighs>
0: whatever.
1: Yep. Yep. Feels like Star Wars.
0: It feels like Star Wars. That's that's a true statement. What else you got?
1: Uh, I think that like. Mm, okay. The, I said like the first, the biggest thing is definitely that it has a lot of variety because that's nice. You wouldn't want to do any of these things for too long, but the next biggest thing and probably like maybe equal to it is the fact that this isn't just a game. The fact that it is this big multimedia experience with, it's like a fun hole to dive down. I, like I said, I didn't know anything about this game coming into today and now leaving, I'm like, man, I, I feel like this is a cool little corner of the star Wars universe that I got to explore. Yeah. Um, reading the comic book. Like, I mean, I think if you're going to play this game it's not like the best game to hold up in 2022 and be like, oh, this is a, a yeah. great game. that's still worth playing. But the fact that you have this other stuff to explore alongside it, like if you want to read the novel or if you want to read the comic books alongside it and kind of get that extra depth and it, like really immerses you into Star Wars. I liked that. And it really elevated the game for me. It took it from just like this random Star Wars game that I didn't know anything about to like this little corner of the Star Wars universe that I feel like I got to experience.
0: So here's the thing. Um, You said, Dan, you would consider yourself a Star Wars fan. I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah. Like Like you got real angry about the sequels, like that kind of Star Wars fan.
0: No, no. Like you took it personally. (laughs) Oh my gosh, stop. I say that to say um, I don't argue that any of the Star Wars films are like particularly like these – phenomenal stories that are, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. But the thing that I adore about Star Wars is the universe and all of the corners of it that can exist and and get explored. Um, It's a a great canvas to tell stories and to just be interesting about, like, I don't know, aliens and, like, all the... the, Like, the, the way that Star Wars fans get into, like, the lore... Of Star Wars, yeah, like the literal lore, um, like down to the the weapons or any all these like alien species and stuff. All this stuff that exists on the internet or in wikis or in books, um, it it's exactly what you're saying is what makes Star Wars so great. It's the fact that like, oh, there's this N64 game, but then there's all this stuff that's on top of the N64 game. Um, And so, yeah, it's like, it's cool that, I mean, it's kind of what you were talking about earlier, how they they tried to make this like a movie or like something to get hyped and sort of a a new story. And um, I think it's just a great example of why Star Wars is fantastic.
1: Yeah. My wife and I, we recently went to uh, Disney World we uh, went for our 11th anniversary and we went to the Star Wars land area of yeah. Hollywood Studios. And like just like hanging out there and like being around Star Wars and like being immersed in it and just like yeah. feeling like part of the universe is one of the coolest parts about Star Wars. And you get that every you know, whenever a movie comes out and everybody shows up, if you go to like the midnight yeah. showing or they don't really do midnight showings anymore. but the, the Thursday night and like everybody's got their costumes, like you feel like you're part of an experience. And having that with this game, like I I felt that today, like reading the comic books and like reading like all the backstory on Wikipedia and and actually playing the game itself. It's just something about Star Wars where you're like, when you can really get immersed into it, I love it. I didn't get that experience with like our experience with Super Star Wars, the the first two games we played, because it's kind of just like, here's a a linear thing that I'm doing. But like when we played Knights of the Old Republic and we're playing Knights of the Old Republic 2 right now, because that's our next episode. Things like that that like allow you to really like feel like you're living in the universe are are awesome, and I love that. And this game, and well, not just the game by itself, but like the whole Shadows of the Empire multimedia experience, kind of gave me a taste of that today.
0: Yeah, well, I think part of the the where this works better than like something like Super Star Wars is Super Star Wars is a very strange um, adaptation of the movies. That's like, yeah, kinda. (laughs) No, no. It's pretty surface. He didn't fight that giant... Boss that took up half the screen and Empire Strikes Back and I mean you get Dagabah. a
1: l- you get a little bit of that in this you, game too where you're like wow why are there so many wampas in the rebel base <laughs> why is there a wampa in the desert
0: <laughs> yeah but like if you think about like some of the boss fights from Super Star Wars you're just like yeah no that's not that's yeah like oh, a yeah, yeah. it's almost like the legend of Star Wars being told by somebody in the future <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like your
1: grandma saw Star Wars like 40 years ago and she's trying to explain it to a kid. To <laughs> <laughs> forgot all the major details. She just remember there was kind of like robots and monsters.
0: But yeah, th- this works better just because it you know, the N64 gave it a little bit more like of a the ability to be cinematic and the um the cutscenes filled out the story a bit more. So yep. I just I feel like, you know, is able to to do a little more than, you know, Star Wars games have past. Yeah, for sure. What else you got, Dan? Uh I have the checkpoint system, Jordan. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. I
1: mean, the fact that you can, like, stop at each level, uh, that's a big thing. The fact that when you die, it doesn't send you all the way back to the beginning of the level. Sometimes it's, like, pretty dang close to where you just died. That's really nice.
0: And that's what I mean is, like, so you have lives in this game, and, you know, based on how well you're doing, as you finish levels, it might, like, increase your life count or decrease your life count. But it sort of saves a checkpoint between levels of like, oh, I had five lives when I started this level. But what I'm specifically talking about, since the gameplay can be frustrating yeah. at times, um, just because some of the wonkiness, uh, it never felt, unless you ran out of lives, super punishing yeah. to uh, to die. Because all, like, all the enemies stay dead too.
1: There, I mean, there's times where we got like 26 minutes into the Boba Fett level and then lost all <laughs> of my lives and it's like... Okay, let's just move on to the next level. I'm not yeah. doing that again. But yeah, for the most part, like when you, as long as you have lives left, it's yeah. not punishing.
0: Now, fortunately, I had all the levels unlocked, so we yeah. we could have, you know, skipped the, the the Boba Fett boss fight, which is not. I mean, that's uh, that's a different part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I was relieved when uh, death wasn't horribly punishing in this game because it yeah. uh, this game has its moments. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I got one. (laughs) Well, I
1: was waiting for you. I don't know if you have like a whole list. I I have.
0: I have a couple more things, Jordan.
1: Okay. The last thing that was notable for me is the auto aim. The fact that this game has auto aim is awesome.
0: That I have that too.
1: Yeah. The N64, you know, you only have the one analog stick, so it's not super easy to aim. So the fact that they give you a very generous auto aim, so like if you're shooting at something and there's a bad guy. Anywhere in that like half of the screen, it's going to pull your bullets to it, which is really nice. You don't get that so much on the bosses, which makes those a little bit more frustrating that you don't get that super generous auto-aim. But in most of the game, you can kind of just run around and blast, and your guy's going to automatically shoot at anybody on screen.
0: I feel like the game would basically be unplayable if it didn't have auto-aim.
1: Yeah, I mean, they made a, a really good decision by including it. It, it. You're right. It basically does save the game from being completely unplayable to being something that's enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, like, what other options they possibly could have had as far as, like, I that mean, goes. You could have no auto-aim and just make it not fun. But how would you have aimed, though? You by
1: he, turning your whole body it. yeah i don't know <laughs> you have to
0: have auto aim um but yeah uh last thing i have jordan challenge points like i think that the this there's so there's these hidden like rebel symbols in each level yeah um some of them are a little bit different like oh shoot the red asteroids like i don't know some of the challenge points are are not that but most of the time they're just hidden around the level yeah but the they they give the they give the player like some incentive to explore the levels yeah um a little something extra to do and apparently yeah you unlock stuff if you get all the challenge points
1: yeah and each different difficulty you can unlock something by doing yeah. it and it's not always something amazing like, I think um, if you do it on easy mode, you can unlock a map that shows you where items and enemies are. Which you're you talk about the Lebo Scanner? The Lebo Scanner. <laughs> um, one of the difficulties, you can unlock the ability to fly an X-Wing. Uh, I don't remember any of the others. Yeah. They weren't nothing. It was nothing huge, but yeah. it is a little bit yeah. of uh, incentive to do it.
0: I just, I like that. I like that. See, if you're going to wander around these levels, they're at least going to give you a little something for doing it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Other than that, Jordan, um, that's about all I have right now. All right, well, let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well.
1: a twin to my what the game does well and that it does a lot of stuff it's true it does a lot of stuff but it doesn't do anything super well unfortunately <laughs> so you know if you're like oh i want a star wars game that's a shooter well battlefront is a better better shooter and if you want a star wars game that's a racing game well episode one racer is a better racing game if you want a game to fly around in spaceships the rogue squadron games do that better and if you want an adventure uh, Knights of the Old Republic is going to be better for you there. So it does a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really do anything
0: super well. It's kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. Okay, I see you. I see you. I'm I'm trying to process how I feel about you being like other games are better. Um, I mean, it's Star Wars. There's over a hundred Star Wars games. That's like a lot. you know,
1: if you really want a Star Wars game that does something, you have the option to play that.
0: That's true. That's true. I think what you're saying plays into my first point well, and that is uh, N64 jankiness. <laughs> you know, you got the camera and the controls and, and the sort of wonky aiming sometimes. I don't know sometimes. if
1: that really does play into what I'm saying because two of the other examples I gave are on the N64 and do it better. The fact that this is an early N64 game, one of the earliest n64 games really hurts it because well it probably doesn't really hurt it it's just that the the later games learned from this and they did stuff better
0: well i think the camera specifically is something that hurts this game a lot <laughs> it Does it and really does. with like episode one racer and i think rogue squadron i'm not super familiar with rogue squadron um i think the camera is probably less of a factor in those games because you don't need to like move it around in the same way that you do in this game
1: no, yeah, it's like even the even like the flying and and like uh, you know when you're you're flying a ship and, and battling and stuff, it feels so much better. They definitely dialed it in a lot more yeah. in Rogue Squadron, which makes sense because the entire game is that they're going to spend a lot more time dialing it in. But it's not bad in this game; it's just not great either.
0: Janky. It's, it's janky. It's it part is. of like why the N sixty four isn't a console that holds up super well. It's just because it's like it's the single stick controller nowadays. You know, every game after Halo, all of a sudden figured out. Well, every game after the N sixty four was like, oh, you know, this right stick controlling the camera became a thing that's normal now. Helps. So but, going back to it is yeah. like really hard now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, so there's that aspect of it. The other, I mean, you have to give it credit though. If you played this, like, if you got an N sixty four and this was the first game you had on your N sixty four. It is a massive, like absolute light years, leaps and bounds better than an experience on the Super Nintendo. It's like you're you're doing stuff that you could never even imagine on the Super Nintendo, and like I mean, it's 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 pretty sweet. <laughs> like when you look at it relative to the Super Nintendo, when you look at it relative yeah. to 2022, you're like that. That's Which pretty is this genuine. podcast? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: I want to give it some credit because like. Stop I mean, giving it credit. We're in what the game doesn't do well. If you want to give the game credit, you should have done it three minutes ago. Listen though, we're, we're nope, coming out of hate. I'm not April? listening anymore. We're
1: coming out of hate. prol This game is not Superman sixty four.
0: We're coming out of hate. Pro. I thought we were coming out and we played. I the, know. we played this instead. Oh
1: stop! <laughs> At no point was <laughs> I like done with this game.
0: He says it's infinitely more fun than Superman sixty four. That's true. That's to which fact. I say. Superman 64 is zero fun, so that anything, one. anything...
1: It wasn't the least fun I've had playing a game on this podcast. <laughs> we don't need to don't go Don't start with
0: that. me. I won't. Don't even start. Uh, so, Jordan, another thing I have that the game doesn't do well... Platforming. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. Think- I like how you conceded that. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah no, you're right. It's,
1: it's not great. I, it's very bizarre that the game is actually easier to platform in first-person view than third-person. <laughs> like... Literally, I was thinking for a while, I was like, okay, I need to switch to third person to do these platforming sections because surely that's going to be the way to go. And then I realized very quickly, no, literally everything is better in first person mode, except for flying. Don't fly in first person mode. That's a terrible idea. You you just puke everywhere.
0: This game, your character has about 30% of Earth's gravity with his jump. So he's just like flying everywhere. So trying to platform in this game, you're like overshooting jumps.
1: Well, I want to know what is Dash Rendar's midichlorian count? Maybe he's got a little bit of force sensitivity that lets him jump higher. <laughs> or maybe these planets we were on just had lower gravity. Like what are the chances that every planet in the Star Wars universe has the same gravity as Earth?
0: It doesn't matter if it has the same gravity as Earth. It matters when you're trying to platform in a game. And I just brought up the amount of gravity relative to Earth because.
1: No, you're right. The platforming is bad. I'm just I'm just making a comment about Star Wars in general.
0: Well, you know, every planet probably has different gravity. They you don't...
1: never see anybody bouncing around moonwalk style in Star Wars. No,
0: maybe he's got the boots from Super Mario Brothers the movie. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, platforming like you were trying to get on this one platform to get a, a secret thing or whatever, and it was there was a gap that was probably a couple feet. Yeah, and you're just like, I jumped like into you the jumped next, way too
1: far. Yeah, next solar system,
0: and you couldn't like make like a mini jump. You just like, no. fell
1: in between it. That would have been nice to be able to do a light tap and do a small jump. But now you only get super yeah. jumps.
0: Precision jumping, not what this game does well.
1: No, another thing to go along with, we kind of missed this when we are talking about N64 jankiness, but the, like, it's really hard to see, which happens yeah. a lot in a lot of N64 games, but it's especially bad in this. You get a lot of fog, um, the draw distance. So, like, the stuff that you can see on screen is very short. Yeah. yeah. Like, you get to a point where it's just like, okay, I got about 20 feet in front of me, and then it's kind of gets foggy. It's like, where am I going? I can't find the exits. I can't find the stuff that I'm looking for. I can't even see enemies that are shooting at me sometimes. Yeah. Where, that is another place where the auto aim comes in handy because you just shoot and hope that it's gonna yeah. hit somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get when you're a first person view, you don't have a crosshair, you don't have a gun on the screen, so you're kind of just like you have to shoot to see where you're shooting.
0: There's not even any it's like weird. camera bob at all. Like you're actually in first person. It's just like attached to your forehead, and you're just gliding along the ground.
1: Yeah. It's, um
0: It's kind of weird. It kind of goes along with the camera wonkiness. The yeah.
1: 64 jankiness.
0: It's funny. That whole point that you said, the way that I worded it, is I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, the grainy, like, dark, like, muddy colors that are all over this game. Very dark. Yeah. It just makes it, like, hard on the eyes. And, like, even sometimes you can't read, like, the text on screen. It's, like, the crawl is going up. And if it's not, like, at the very bottom and big, like, you're like, what does this say? My eyes... Oh, I don't think camera. it was
1: the worst N64 game that we've played as far as like eye strain. Yeah. Uh, I think Perfect Dark was pretty bad with that. Um, oh, it's man. just, it's a really dark game. But uh, yeah, this was.
0: What's in a name? You know?
1: Perfect Dark. The game is dark. Yeah. <laughs> shadows of the Empire. There's the, lots of shadows the, yeah, in this w- game.
0: That explains everything. It does. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Jordan, uh, the boss fights in this game are. Yeah. Um, a dumpster fire. I don't know about,
1: I mean, they're not good. They're not like super fun, but they're not like crazy hard. We never, we, we didn't really get stuck awful. on the boss fights. They're not fun. You don't have that auto aim, so you like, you
0: get these really you good You do guns. have the auto aim. It's just, not it's hard. Not as good though. You're trying to like dodge attacks and the bosses are like hitting you cheap and the camera's like not Doing what you want it to do, or like yeah the whole I don't know it's just, it's just messy and not very much fun, like I remember when I because we didn't um I fought the giant robot boss in in like Zizor's castle, oh yeah or Zizer, my
1: favorite and like, or, uh, star wars character,
0: yeah, and like there's it's a it's a multiple phase boss, so then you're gonna go fight him in a labyrinth, and I remember like I died and I was just like I can't, oh yeah, I can't play this level again, but I died and then it was like, I th- am pretty sure I like cheesed this fight super hard when I was streaming it. And there are, there are ways to do that. Cause same retro, thing with the Boba Fett fight. Yeah. Retro
1: librarian gamer told me there's a place you can stand where the, his ship can't hit you and you can just take it all the way down.
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, it's
1: not want, great. It's not great.
0: I don't want to have to cheese boss fights.
1: No, but I mean, it's definitely not the worst. What this game needs is kind of what gets introduced in uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for N64. Oh you need a button that allows you to lock on to an enemy, and that would have helped in yeah. the boss fights a lot. If you had that, that Z-lock or whatever where you can just lock onto the boss and you know all my bullets are going to hit it, That would have made it a lot easier, especially with the camera being so wonky. If you could hit that button, have it lock on, and it turns your camera so you're facing the right way, you're not like trying to figure out where the boss is, that would have helped a ton. Yeah,
0: yeah. Jordan, another thing I have. Yeah. The swoop bike racing and vehicle segments. Not all the vehicle segments. Come on. The swoop
1: bike was by far the worst. Like, you're you're going way too fast. It's basically Padre pod racing but uh in a hallway in a hallway with it, oversensitive controls terrible physics i didn't think that the actual like flying around like battle of hoth that was fine that was pretty okay. similar yeah, to rogue Squadron. yes the space battles were a little disorienting because there's no like perspective of which way is up um you know like you have to if you've ever read ender's game you ever read ender's game Nope. The whole point when you're fighting a battle in space Is you have to orient yourself So he they do this thing where the enemy's gate is down They, they have to orient the, the battlefield And you have no way to orient the battlefield In this game, you're kind of just like Flying around and you're kind of yeah. getting sick to your stomach Because you it's hard to figure out which way is up Which way is down You have this radar that's almost useless Because you have no idea of which way is left, right, up and down And then you have like, you know, it's 3D It's not on a 2D plane So that, it's just that's not great. But some of the vehicle stuff wasn't as bad as the swoop bike.
0: Okay. Well, I should I should say I'm specifically talking about the couple levels where you're like just gunning for the you <laughs> the, you you're, you're in the gunner whatever cockpit whatever it's called turret. Turret think whatever. You're shooting down tie fighters. Yeah. And it's like this is you I have to shoot down like 60 ships. Like, what is, like, this? Yeah.
1: That ties into my <laughs> like... last point right there, is that some of these levels are way too long. You have uh, the first TIE fighter thing. You had to kill 60 TIE fighters and then, like, 15 bombers.
0: Something like that, yeah. uh,
1: Then, like, the very final level, you don't even get a count. I think I had to kill 60. Yeah. What were they called? They are called, like, star vipers. <laughs> I don't know. They were weird. I don't remember those from Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> you're on the desert train for like an hour. That level went on for way too long. So some of the levels are just way too long. I, I realized that the game isn't super long, and they probably wanted to like extend it by making some of these levels longer and making the amount. Like We're playing on easy mode, and it's yeah. making me kill 60 TIE Fighters. took us about
0: three hours to play most of it, and when we failed, we would just move on yeah, to the next when we, level. Yeah, we skipped a, a chunk yeah, of it. It's supposed to hours. take you
1: five hours to beat this game. Yeah.
0: I could see that. I could see that being a thing. Uh Jordan, one of the la- the last thing that I have that this game doesn't do well. Yeah. Desert wampas. Desert wampas. Desert wampas. You know, for a game that was trying to really stay true to Star Wars, give us a Star Wars experience... Why are there wampas on Tatooine?
1: This is such a like me and our first <laughs> like our first twenty episodes. That would have been my main gripe with this game.
0: Weren't you the first one that pointed this out?
1: Oh, I did. When but we were like today? the fact that you have it as its own point is very funny to me. That would have been like I would have gone on to a whole rant about that. <laughs> yeah, and today I, today I just don't have that, Amy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it's it's egregious. It's a <laughs> it's a huge mistake, but I can overlook it. It's a mistake at the caliber of Greedo shooting first, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) McClunky.
1: McClunky. (laughs) I was trying to remember McClunky. Uh,
0: I need to... Which, by the way, shout out to the the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, because they literally throw McClunky in there with Greedo, and it's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. It needs
1: to just be a thing that... Like that, somebody needs to carve that into George Lucas's great film when he dies. <laughs> like, we can't allow the fact that the man had to add one last thing. If you don't know what we're talking about, there's a scene Han and Greedo from the first Star Wars movie. They're they're sitting there, and you know, in the original theatrical version. Han shoots Greedo, and then Grudo shoots, and 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 like the, it's like, obviously, Han is kind of the aggressor in that situation. George yeah. Lucas didn't like that, so he edited it later so that they shoot at the same time, and then eventually he went and edited it again in a later release that Greedo shoots first, and then for some reason... When the right before he sold Star Wars to Disney, he made one last change to the movie, and when it got uploaded to Disney Plus, now when Han shoots Greedo, oh, well, they shoot each other. uh Mc, Greedo yells McClunky. <laughs> he yells McClunky. It doesn't. Why? What does that mean? Why did that need to be added? <laughs> like you, you had to pay an editor and a, a voiceover person and all sorts of people that so had to good. be in on this to make a, another change to a movie that at that point is. Forty years
0: plus. Who knows if they had to hire a voice actor? Maybe it was originally intended. They
1: had a take where the Greedo actor yelled "the clunky." <laughs> I don't know. It's re- <laughs> it's insane, and it just shows like you can have gripes about what Disney is doing with star Wars, but I don't really believe that it was any better off with George Lucas. (laughs) The dude, the dude just didn't know when to, to stop.
0: It's the magic of star Wars. Yeah. There's,
1: that's what it is.
0: So many many layers. Forget the world building. It's about McClunky. It's a, well, it's, it's all of it, man. It's like, it's the world building of the characters and just the ridiculous, like revisions that have gone, you know, the fact on to the years. Like, why is
1: Anakin so powerful in the Force? Why can he drive a he starts, pod racer when no other human Vader. can? No, it's because he's got McClunky Orians. <laughs> Couldn't help yourself. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it.
0: Uh, is it? I'm, I mean, are I'm we, out. Are we all McClunky'd <laughs> Yeah, I am. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the rest of our show.
1: All right, Dan, what would you pay for the experience that you just had with Star Wars Shadows of the Empire?
0: All right, as I tune into the Force here.
1: Oh, um, you're one with the Force and the Force is with you?
0: Yes. That's from my favorite Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron. As I (laughs) sense my midichlorians, uh, $6 is what I I... that sounds like too much, but that's what it's it, That my, sounds like too much. It sounds like too much. Oh, um, man. That's in my That's in my uh, gut at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, let's see. For me This is the thing, Dan. This is the thing. <laughs> Tell me what the thing is. I had a lot more fun reading the comic. Yeah, well, no surprises there. And there's a novel. Like I probably would have had even more fun reading the novel. Yeah. the comics. So it's like, I don't know, I don't know, like, if this one had like a re-release, you know, a lot of these old Star Wars games are getting re-releases on the Switch, and like maybe that would, they'd find a way to improve it, you'd have the dual analog support maybe, but like, uh, I don't know, like it was fine. Like, I I really did enjoy like being immersed in this little corner of the Star Wars universe, but I don't feel like the game was a much more shallow experience than the comic book so like I'd rather go buy the comic books do you think you
0: would have felt differently if you had not read the comic before? I don't yeah
1: I don't think that I would have enjoyed it really like I'm coming away with an overall positive view of yeah. Shadows of the Empire and I think that I would have had a negative view if I hadn't like dug into the, the story like dug into like the rest of this experience that's interesting
0: yeah so what do you are you putting a dollar amount on your experience
1: like it's hard because this is definitely more fun for me than than the super star wars games but this does this is like if we had to like rank all the star wars games we've played on here it's above the super star wars but it's below like battlefront and and uh uh knights of the old republic and stuff so i'm like you said six bucks uh, it's Star Wars, so that like just gives it like a that gives it a dollar boost at least. So I'm gonna be i am <laughs> I'm gonna be at three. I'm gonna be at three bucks. I three love the N64. Bucks? I love oh I love N64. I love Star Wars. Um, and so that's gonna those are gonna give it a little boost up to three bucks. Okay, but I mean, again, there's a reason we flipped this. I'm just not the right person to ask about this kind of stuff.
0: So if they if they did remaster this and put it on Switch or something? oh yeah, like what would, for a remaster? How much that wish list. Price you? Uh, how much of that eShop wishlist you going the for? The
1: sweet spot is definitely four ninety nine. <laughs> like a hundred percent. Like I wouldn't ever go. Yeah. Okay. So
0: what if they did a full on remake? A full on remake? Yeah, where they they okay. gave it proper like dual yeah. analog and it and was I, like a, a good third person shooter. Uh,
1: yeah. That and I would want them to grab more of the story, more of the story from yeah. the book and, and the comics and stuff, and and pull that in and make this. Like the definitive way to experience yeah. the uh, Shadows of the Empire story, because right now, like you, you miss out. Like I was telling you, like there's this whole part in the book where like uh, Leia and and Chewie, they 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 are like. Uh, pretending to be bounty hunters and you get to see like where Leia gets the costume that she wears to Jabba's yeah. palace and return of the Jedi. And like all of this stuff that added some cool layers to the movies that you don't get here. Yeah. And even you don't even get them in, in the video game. So like if they were able to pull all that stuff in, like I would like in like totally remade it like 15 bucks.
0: Okay. I think I would Which be is at, a lot for me. I think I'd be at like $20 for like a full on. Like, yeah. I mean, if it was like, you know, the same length, yeah. Three to five hours, like I could I could stomach twenty bucks with some some replay value and all that stuff.
1: No, it's never gonna happen because they've already retconned some of this stuff since Disney bought it uh, and, and Disney. Not, yeah. So it's not yeah. gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Whatever. Yes. Whatever. All right, Dan. What do you think a
0: loose copy of this game for N sixty four is going for? So it was a launch title. Yeah. Um I feel like this is a very popular uh game. Really? I didn't ever know anybody who had this. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's one of those I mean, maybe it's just cause the Discord server or whatever. Yeah, we have a lot um, of people on Discord who love this game. A lot of people on Discord love this game. I think growing up, um, I remember being around kids who loved this game in school. Yeah, well I mean Star um, Wars in the mid nineties. How could you not Yeah. Well, I didn't get into Star Wars till like way later, so Oh really? Really? Dude, we
1: had the VHS tapes, we we wore those things out.
0: Uh I was not um my parents never like really exposed me to Star Wars. Oh. I didn't get into Star Wars till after episode three, Jordan. Gotcha. Yeah, my dad loves Star so, Wars. Yeah. Um I came to Star Wars a lot later. Um so I feel like it's not one of those rare games. I feel like it's a licensed game. It is it is a licensed game, but that doesn't necessarily not mean always yeah. something. Um, I'm feeling like twelve dollars ish is somewhere where this one's sitting. Twelve, fourteen, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a pretty
1: good guess. Price charting has this one at fourteen dollars loose. Yep. What do you think about Sounds a complete about right. copy
0: N64? Complete N64 copy. I mean, if it's fourteen bucks loose, that probably tells me somewhere in the sixty dollar range for a complete copy.
1: Man, you you just bullseyed that womp rat. <laughs> Yeah. Right, man. That was uh, 60 bucks. Exactly. Well, I think it was 59.99 on price okay. charting. All right. Now we got PC. There was a PC version too. Do you want the loose? I know you get weird about disc stuff. Loose or now, complete?
0: by loose, do you mean- Just the disc. A download on like GOG or Steam? No, no, no. Um, because is, that's about four or five, six dollars.
1: <laughs> no, this is like the actual, if you want a PC version on the disc.
0: Uh, so if you wanted a PC version on the disc, I would tell you download it on GOG or Steam instead. Yeah, well, I don't think it's computers a PC can probably disc. even
1: play those anymore, right? If you yeah. have a.
0: Well, I I think there are people out there who like to put together old computer hardware. And stuff. Okay,
1: then we're gonna say complete because you're gonna want the whole big box and everything
0: with the jewel
1: case no they came remember like back in the day pc games came in like right. big cardboard boxes that were like the size of like a dictionary or a cookbook
0: i have no idea how to even guess that but so i would say like 23 dollars for a big box pc
1: uh sure. no 20 dollars <laughs> oh uh, yeah okay. yeah all right dan what about right. our, f- our friends in the pal region do they like star wars in the pal region
0: uh, everybody likes star wars everywhere
1: Yeah, what do you think? What do you think?
0: Uh, I'm going to say it's probably about the same, like $15.
1: Yeah, exact same. $14. Where you get a deal on the PAL region is a complete copy is only $33 there. Ooh. Yeah. All right, here we go. There's one last version of this. It recently came out. Limited Run Games released a version of this game. How much do you think a Limited Run Premium
0: Edition complete copy goes for? So when it comes to Limited Run stuff... It always tends to be expensive. Yeah. Um, they actually had two different versions. There was like a limited edition and a premium edition. This right. is the premium edition. The premium edition. What was included in the premium edition? I don't know. It was you like a fancy
1: looking box and you had some cool different artwork. Didn't it come with a
0: fanny pack? I don't um, know. And some flip flops or something? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
1: I have no. That sounds like something that that could be in there. You had Dash Rendar's fanny pack, right? It was actually Dash Rendar's dashboard. You actually got a whole <laughs> dashboard from a vehicle. I think it was a,
0: like a 2002 Toyota Camry. <laughs> 2002 in a game that came out originally in 1996. Um, no, I so, uh, man, I feel like, one hundred and thirty bucks probably is what that's going for.
1: You have to be a hardcore fan to buy this one because if you want that limited run premium edition, complete two hundred and ninety $290, three dollars. Two
0: hundred ninety. There must be more to it. I'm. A, what's the? Did you look at the price of the basic? It was closer to a hundred bucks for that. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. You. You were we're talking yeah. about well, I, mean, I, didn't I, I don't how think this fancy is like, the premium edition I don't think was, you Jordan. can go
1: like buy this right now I think
0: that like, they released it and like That's you know, called and... limited run games maybe you've never heard of them. No, I don't I don't know anything about Why would you ever <laughs> assume course. that I know anything about video games? Cuz you just brought games? them up.
1: Well this is my this is my thing I have to do is ask you oh the, how much goodness. do the things cost? Right, I, whatever, I'm still learning. Man. This is a learning on the job experience, right. Dan. Now I know in the future I need to figure out what sort of flip flops came with the it's, premium edition release all right fair enough whatever man fair enough all right
0: so this is this is a $14 game
1: it's a $14 game a $14 in game north america it? it's a $14 game in the pal region it's only like seven bucks in japan yeah yeah
0: that's entirely like at least to the tune of 100 too expensive
1: you're saying it's worthless uh yes yeah i mean you said six bucks i said three bucks I, yeah, I just, I mean, I would say check out your local used bookstore, pick up a copy of the novel, because you can probably get that for about 14 bucks or less. <laughs> I mean, used paperbacks. If you got a good uh, used bookstore by you, ours are usually like half of the list price. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, you won't have to worry about the the janky camera if you pick up the book.
1: No. Uh, well, <laughs> well, to be fair, when you're reading a book, the camera is whatever your mind imagines. So if you've got a janky brain... You could have a janky uh, okay. camera. <laughs> so don't go telling people. Well, the textures know, gonna will have be better. A, maybe. Dan, you don't know that. It's like you're promising people. They're like, I'm going to read this book and it's going to fix my brain camera. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't go The textures people. in your
0: brain override
1: the pictures on the page. Some people got a smooth brain. They don't have any texture. <laughs> That's just how it is, Dan. <laughs> All right. All right. right, whatever. It's
0: worthless. Do we have trivia?
1: I'm gonna say worthless. Yes, we do have trivia. We got some good trivia submitted by Retro Librarian Gamer. This is good. So this is some. This is some real stuff, Dan. I hope that you read the Wikipedia page. Stuff. I hope I that you really bad. did a deep dive on this. All right, we got two here. We got two. Number one. One of the creators of the game, John Knowles, said in an interview that early versions of the game started off as something else entirely. What genre was the game originally going to be? Mahjong. Mahjong. <laughs> it was way different. All right. Was it going to be a noir mystery, a Western, a real time strategy game, or a planet hopping monster hunting collectathon? So, a noir mystery. Is that a spaghetti Western or just a regular? Just a regular Western. I don't think they had spaghetti in a galaxy far, far away. Or at least not a long time ago, uh, a real-time strategy game or a planet-hopping monster-hunting collectathon.
0: The real-time strategy thing sounds interesting to me, but
1: those would be super good on the N64.
0: Yeah, well, they usually StarCraft 64 is a thing,
1: and so was uh, Command and Conquer 64. Yeah, but I remember as a big Command and Conquer PC game fan, I did not like them. Can't
0: percent. imagine how a PC real-time strategy game fan would. Uh, not like a console port of a real-time strategy. You can't even, <laughs> how, how is that even possible? I don't know, I don't know. What are it they, would be interesting, though. All right, so you said it was a, a Western or a Noir. I think it was a Noir, that sounds like... Right? A, that yeah. seems like it would fit in with Star Wars. But the way that you're looking at me now. Here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: should have. Cl- I gotta cover my face. I'm giving you too many facial cues. I'm going to change
0: my answer before you tell me that that one was wrong.
1: <laughs> what are you changing it to? A spaghetti Western. <laughs> a planet hopping monster hunting <laughs> collect thought. No, it's a spaghetti Western. No, just a Western. Just a normal Western. And you can see the influence left over from this in the junkyard train level. I don't know if I'd want a whole game of that. What? <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I guess that was the leftover. That was the Wild West of Star Wars. Was yeah. the
0: junkyard?
1: Yeah, definitely not the desert planet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's why the the There's got to be. Hey, that's why the wampas.
1: I mean, the Western thing checks out because <laughs> Mandalorian is basically just a Western, and everybody loves that. Yeah. I mean, most people, not everybody. Right. Some people hate it. All right, it's Star Wars. There's always gonna be people who hate <laughs> whatever yeah. is new.
0: All the people right. who like it hate it. <laughs> yes.
1: So you didn't get that one. Here we go. Yeah.
0: What are you talking about? I didn't get
1: it. Yeah, I you wouldn't have got it if I didn't make a face. I alright, we'll say you got it.
0: Whatever, man.
1: Dan, question two. Creator John Knowles and the development team got feedback on the game from Shigeru Miyamoto. What needed work in Shigeru Miyamoto's opinion? The IP. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys, no, the problem is Star Wars. We should make this a Mario game. <laughs> it's all about Mario fighting Darth Vader. <laughs> all right. Uh, what did Miyamoto think needed to be fixed? Was it the music, the game physics, the camera, or not enough puns? <laughs> it's like, I like this whole Skywalker thing. What if there were more puns? Because like, you get it, he's Skywalker. And he flies a spaceship. We need more of that.
0: <laughs> you didn't say what I thought you were going to say with that. The music,
1: the game physics, the camera are not enough puns. What else does a game need? Those are the only things you need. Music, physics,
0: camera, puns. Music, physics, camera, puns. It's definitely not the music and it's not the puns. What are
1: you talking about? Everybody knows
0: the weakest part of Star Wars is the
1: music. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> clearly.
0: Yeah. Because uh, Miyamoto like said that the character needed to be animated basically like when he was like idling he kind of needed to like bob oh yeah and it you didn't end it up working out time. oh so they had yeah they they basically scrapped some motion capture stuff that they tried to implement um so camera or physics neither is great <laughs> he was either one of those would have been a great <laughs> recommendation uh, man, I'd really, I would, goodness, that's like a complete toss-up, I feel like. Well, you gotta, you gotta pick one. I gotta pick one. Yeah. I'm going with uh, both, he just didn't like the game, he's trying to help him out, he's Dang, like. you th- have to, you have to pick one of those two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing on the line besides your pride, and I am keeping score, I'm keeping track of all these. Oh, I've started putting them into the spreadsheet. Have you? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, they're all yeah. Since we started trivia, I've been putting them all in the spreadsheet.
0: I don't know if you're kidding or not. We I'm actually... not kidding.
1: I need you to actually put in an equation because I don't know how to do that, so we can track your percentage.
0: Okay. I'll have to try. We'll go go on the honor system then. What I do hope you mean? when I'm actually right, you say that I'm right. Yeah, of course I do. I don't know. That's, what's the point of having a spreadsheet if it's not accurate? For anybody to 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 go a quick aside if you've if you've been listening <laughs> to the podcast for a while you might remember like the spreadsheet that we used to allude to yeah about tracking what we've said we, prices, said we should do that, that, that and we were like we're never gonna do it and we're actually doing the spreadsheet now
1: well our hundred episode is coming up later this yeah. year and we need
0: we need <laughs> we need the data we so. need
1: data to be able to do what we're gonna do so we got to figure out like
0: you know the spreadsheet's almost ready it's getting there it's getting yeah there. i've i've jordan's been doing work i'm been proud of him putting it in yeah um, so back to the puns in Star Wars. Physics or camera, Dan, clunky, just, man? Just give me physics or camera. Just pick one. Uh, my right hand. What? <laughs> what? what does that mean? <laughs> Whatever answer is in my right hand. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to logic this. Uh, I I what should could never have told him that I was keeping score because now f- he's gonna... No, it, it has nothing to do with that. Um, I'm really trying to figure out because it's the N64. The physics are garbage in this game, but the physics are not as... Well, I guess they are relevant with the jetpack. Oh my gosh. Jordan, let me figure this out. Oh, This is killing me.
1: You shouldn't have made tough choices then. I know. I'm going to just do all joke ones from now on.
0: The camera definitely needed to work in this game. You got it. You said it. It's the camera.
1: Congrats, Dan. (laughs) You're two for two this week. No, it's the camera. (laughs) It was the camera. Miyamoto insisted. (laughs) Do you want to hear his feedback? This is what he told them. Miyamoto insisted that the player's feet should always be visible. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, that's what he wanted. The player's feet had to be visible. That was the problem. (laughs) What? Yeah. They always got to be visible. All right. So apparently it used to be more of like a three-quarter view or something. I don't know. It's weird.
0: Maybe, well, he fixed it then, right?
1: I guess, because you can sure see those feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's trivia. You got him Two out of two. Thank you, and Gamer, for sending in those fun facts as well as your experience with the game. Remember, you can always send us in trivia for any game that we've played before, or if you know what we're playing next, you can send us trivia for that, too. And uh, if we use your stuff on the show, I'll send you some stickers in the mail. I haven't sent them out in a while uh, because <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've just been coming up with trivia. We've had a few people who have been sharing trivia that we've used multiple times. So uh, if you want some free stickers, uh, send us some trivia. And if it's great and I use it and it checks out, maybe we'll hook you up with some stickers.
0: <laughs> if it checks out. That's the level of commitment if I'm I can right fact now. fact check it. Uh, Jordan, what's next? We're, uh, we're playing, we're playing Knights of the Old Republic 2. It is, right yeah. That's, I'm excited. I'm enjoying it a lot so Did we far. say this is officially May, The Force Be With You? Probably not. It's May. It's May. It's Star Wars.
1: It's kind of, we've been doing this for three years. Now, How about we make that our May fun thing. fact of
0: the episode that you didn't bring today? Fun fact of the episode. I don't We do terrible episode puns. I was so
1: excited for, um... <laughs> for Star Wars that I just, I forgot. I just forgot about it. Yes.
0: May the force be with you. It's a great Star Wars games. this month. I'm going to have to have a really good
1: fun fact of the episode next, next episode to make up for missing it this time.
0: So we're finally getting to Knights of the Old Republic too. Can't wait. Um, I've started a couple (laughs) hours, I'm a couple hours into it and I'm already like, Yes, yes, I'm so
1: ready for this. Is two hours into it. We're recording in a couple weeks. I'm seventeen hours into it. (laughs) I've. I have a, a lot better feeling about my experience. I have a feeling that Dan's
0: going to try to cram this game into about a week. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an experience. It's going to be May. We always do this, though, like when we play these really long RPGs. We don't
1: speak for yourself. No, I'm no, no. You do hours it too, in. We're I'm 17 like, hours into the game. We're marching. It's, it's like, like a death march to finish yeah. the game in time. This, really, I'm having yeah. fun with this game so yeah. far. I'm having a really good time.
0: 17 hours in, he's still having fun, so that's good. So, so, so.
1: That, that sounds a lot, yeah. Maybe I'll go more than $3 oh next time. Oh, my
0: goodness. All right. Uh, yeah, so Nice to the Republic, may the Force be with you. Uh, we Also, Jordan, we got the eShop Apocalypse. We do. That's we do. still a thing for at it's least
1: st- a couple more months. <laughs> a though. couple I mean.
0: more months. Well, yeah, because
1: eventually they're going to close it, and we're going to not have yeah. to do it anymore.
0: And Super Marchio 2023... We're not going to be able to do this anymore because our dear, sweet, bouncing baby Wii U eShop in three three. Somebody days. on
1: Discord pointed out that as soon as the eShop closes, they're probably just going to put all this stuff on the Switch, and this was going to be the most irrelevant uh, segment, but who knows? No,
0: because this here's the thing. Here's the beauty of that Wii U eShop. What? TurboGrafx graphics 16 games Damn. like konami's throwing a bunch on there see the problem is you can't get access to all the stuff that's on there because it's not all up to nintendo you're not going to find Pocky and rocky with becky in the maybe you will with the, the nintendo just, switch online there, gpa i don't know I jordan today we're talking about final fight three for the super nintendo okay that's a rare video game. How much do you think that you could pay for a physical cartridge for Final Fight Part 3? Okay. So I remember, I could be wrong, but when we covered Mighty Final Fight
1: on the show, which um, that's a throwback, we covered Mighty Final, Fight, Mighty Final Fight for the NES. It was one of the most expensive games that we ever played on the show. Sure I have a feeling I remember that one being like, I, I think that the, the complete copy was like 900 bucks or something, it's it's something ridiculous stupid. like that. So I'm going to say Final Fight 3 is probably like $300. I think that's what Mighty Final Fight was. Maybe that's just like a super expensive series for some reason.
0: It's not that bad. Okay. It's not that bad. This one, uh, i when check price rating today. Only $191. Okay, that's for that cartridge. $200 is bad <laughs> for a
1: Super Nintendo beat
0: 'em up <laughs> We love beat ups though.
1: We love beat ups but a beat-em-up <laughs> is a game that you play and you're done within an hour. You should not be playing $200 for it.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. Well, if you are, I'll go pick are... this one up on the eShop, and I'll let you know if I would be okay. Have you bought any the of spring. these games on the eShop? Don't worry about it. I will. You spent more money Jordan, on here's platinum the point shipping in the
1: last month than you have on buying video games on the I'm eShop. I'm buying
0: every game that I've brought up on the eShop Apocalypse. Don't even do this. You're to me right going now. to. You haven't yet. So here's the thing. When and here's it, the e shop and you're like, closure oh no. happened, I was like, I'm gonna add like an e shop part to my budget and like yeah. start picking these up. Yeah. And now it's just like a pile of games that I'm like, I need to pick up a bunch of games. It's but do, be okay. But here's do. the thing. Yes. Do you Don't, need yes. Pocky and Rocky
1: and Becky? Yes. With Becky. Yeah. Whatever it is.
0: Becky is what makes that franchise. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, like, the, some, some games are just like, wow, yeah, I need to have this game because it's an expensive game and it's good. Some games you're like, I need to have this game
0: because- Because it's an expensive game. It's Pocky and Rocky and You're never going to play it. It has to be good. It's expensive. That's the rule. Final Fight 3. That's you the rule in retro ha- gaming. If it's expensive, it's good. No, it's not true. He <laughs> thinks I'm being true. He's looking at me with okay. a sincere look on his face right now.
1: Okay. Listen, I've been doing this podcast <laughs> for four years and I, sometimes I feel like I understand you people.
0: <laughs>
1: and other times
0: I don't have any clue what's happening. When have you ever felt like you understand retro game collectors? and the history times. of this pocket. No. There's times when there's I'm like, I been... start
1: to feel like I'm part of the community.
0: <laughs> That's not understanding the community. And
1: then there's other times when you say I need to own Pocky and Rocky and Becky or whatever you just said that confused me. <laughs> right Dracula now,
0: X, my Harvest dog. Moon. Final Fight 3, Minish Cap. These aren't. Okay, not I, was, all I wasn't games. sure
1: what you. I thought you were doing one of those things like man, woman, camera. No. E like
0: Apocalypse, like, E like, Apocalypse, Get them now before the fire sale is over. All right.
1: Well, how many more months do we have to do this for? A year? No, I thought it ended soon.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I you said you can add more no, money. No, 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 no. I believe in, in May, you can no longer use credit cards. To make purchases. And oh, then I think in August, you can have... no longer add funds asking. to your wallet. Why so you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I show up for this podcast? All right. Yeah, I You gotta... should get Final, Mighty Mighty Final Fight Part 3. That's not a thing.
1: Sure. Kansas, but... Go get Final Fight or just buy some other beat-em-ups. Which ones? Yeah, like lots of them. Go get the Capcom beat-em-up collection. Go get Castle Crashers and you'll be set.
0: Oh my, oh, well, uh, this, I, uh, no, whatever. We won't we won't go there. Pretty sure Final Fight's on the Capcom beat-em-up. It up is. Action. It is. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. We did it. We did it. We did, it. We did Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Star Wars. It's a Wars. video game. It's worthless. Don't it's, play it. It's not. Don't even read it. It's horrible.
1: No, you, you could read it. You could read it. You could play it. Don't ever it.
0: watch Star Wars again. No. Why do you say things like that, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating, or review, wherever you're listening, and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out worthitorworthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.